Thank you for tuning in to Repairs of the Breach Ministries podcast. We pray this podcast blesses you as Pastor Calvin King delivers a message from God. Today I'm going to come to you. I want to pick back up with part three. I'm talking about the power of love. And I want to make sure that you understand what I'm doing when I'm talking about the power of love. I'm trying to get you to respect that power because it's the power and it's the glue that hold all relationships together. Whether it be a friend relationship, whether it be a romantic relationship, whether it be just a kind, unconditional relationship, or just a family relationship, love is the key that's going to hold all these together. And if you don't learn to respect that power, then you're going to damage not only yourselves but others. It's such a force, I've told you before, that you cannot stop. Love is something that you cannot force, but it's a force that you cannot stop. Once you love yourself or you fall in love with with somebody, you have to watch it. You have to be very careful because you can hurt somebody. Let that sink in. Because when you do it, you lose and, and, and those four loves that I gave you, I'm going to give them back to you again. You have to learn that how they interact and work with each other. The first one you experienced was agape. That's the God kind of love, the unconditional love, love that's not based on what you can get from somebody but what you can give. In every relationship, you should not be looking for what you can get out of that relationship but what you can give out of that relationship. It's very, very, very key to you that you understand how relationships are formed. Most people get into relationships and they have an inward motive or an underlying motive or a hidden agenda that they don't tell you about. Some people get into a relationship because they want sex. Some people get in a relationship because they want friendship. Some people get in a relationship because they think that you got some money. Okay? And there's all reason why people get in a relationship and nobody never tell you really why they're getting in a relationship with you. And then throughout that relationship, they manipulate you until they get what they want. If they think you got some money, then they're going to manipulate you and, 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 do, and be your friend and be there for you and do all this until you stop spending. When you stop spending, their friendship stops. Why? Because they've exhausted everything that you have. They no longer have need of you, and the relationship suffers. It's that way with most things in a relationship. If it's sex, then they're going to they're gonna be there just for that. They're going to get all the sex they can, and then they'll leave you and go be with somebody else, and then when they want something, they'll come back to you again. They don't come up and just tell you, because if they told you on the front end, you may not want the relationship. If people come up and tell you, Miss King, I want to be friends with you because I heard you got some money. I just want to find out how much money you got. Okay? Now, you got to be my friend. Because that's the only way I'm going to get into your pocket is that I be friends with you. Now, how is Miss King going to feel when she really finds out what my motives are? She let her heart down. She let herself go. And she, and she really wanted friendship. That was her desire. She really wanted a friend. But in internal, all I wanted was some money. That's deceptive. And it could cause her to have some issues with me. Most people in here are not honest about what they want out of a relationship. You don't go into it telling everybody what you want. Some of you have been hurt, and you just want somebody to love the hurt away. Some of you want money. Some of you in here just want some sex. Mm -hmm. Some of you just want to be in a relationship so that you don't get bullied at school and get beat up. You just want somebody on your side. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they don't have to be smart. They can be dumb. Mm-hmm. There are all types of reasons why people get into relationships, and you owe it to yourself to stay friends long enough to figure out what they want. That's why friendship is so important. Every marriage has to have an element of friendship in that because friends can tell you something about you and not care how you handle it. Or it hurts their friendship but they can tell you about you and still later on come back and be your friend. In marriage, we need friends. We need to be friends. Because at some point, I need to tell you about you. And we still be friends. Uh-huh. Most married people know when you, got to, you get in a situation in a marriage and you, you, you get so fed up with each other, it's just like in a friendship. You just tell them what it is. <laughs> tell them like it is. And if they don't like it, so what? You know? 
And then they'll get over it, and y'all continue to be friends. Well, friendship is needed in marriage. Amen? So all these levels of things that you're going through is for the big picture, for you to be able to be married and use all these different forms in your marriage so you can glorify God. Did y'all know that God was a friend? He's a friend to us. The Bible says he's a friend. He was Abraham. He called Abraham friend, my friend. All right? So God wants to be in the relationship with you at all times. Any relationship without God can be devastating. Any relationship without God can be devastating. So if you get in your relationship with y'all just friends and without God, guess what? It's going to mess up. If you're in a marriage situation without God, it's going to mess up. If you're in a courtship relationship without God, it's messed up. God wants you to be friends long enough so that you can learn each other so that you decide. Don't come in here and tell me, too, married couples, that uh, I want another one because this, this model has been updated, and I want the new model because this is just not working. There's some things that's not ticking, some things that's not clicking, and I need, to, I need a new model. That's a lie, okay? God didn't give me this one. I chose him. Well, you chose him, and God did not take your right to choose. You chose them. Mm-hmm. So you've you got to love the one you're with. Mm-hmm. You said for better or for worse. Well, it has gotten worse, and you've got to get better. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know you don't want to hear that. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and, and you've got to understand this, that these relationships are supposed to glorify God. They're supposed to, you're supposed to, well, if you just have a friend relationship with a friend somebody, you, you're supposed to stick closer to them like a brother. Mm-hmm. Yeah, friendships are, 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 are designed so that that person could, could have somebody that they wouldn't feel like they're just out there by themselves. Everybody needs somebody. Amen? When God looked at Adam and said it was not good, not that the situation wasn't good or that Adam wasn't good or that he wasn't enough, but what Adam was, was, when he looked at Adam and saw Adam all alone, he said, now that's not good. So it's not good for you to be alone. Everybody needs somebody to talk to. That's borderline insanity when you, when you are alone and you like being alone. You like being in a dark room where can't nobody greet you and talk to you. That is not good. God said that is not good. You're on the verge of breakdown. You just don't know it. Okay? So what you have to do is try to love people out of that. And the love of God, that agape is so strong that if a person is shut up and don't want to be by nobody, your love for them will check on them. It will let them know. It'll, it'll, it will, you will find a way through God to reach out to them because God said it wasn't good. Even though they may feel like it's good, God said it wasn't. And I think he knows just a little bit more than what we know. Okay? So I'm setting all this up to get you ready for what we're going to get ready to discuss. Again, let me show you the scripture from Matthew chapter 24 and verse 12. And because of iniquity shall abound, the love of a few people will wax cold. No. The love of many shall wax cold. Because iniquity or sin shall abound, and sin is abounding, the love of many shall wax cold. A lot of people are going to stop loving you because of sin. Some people are going to stop loving you because you won't get into sin with them. And they're going to stop loving you. Mm-hmm. So you've got to get ready for it. So my job is to teach you about what's going on in these last days. And I gave you last week four different types of love. And here they are. Agape, unconditional love. Thanks, man. Unconditional love. That's the kind that God had for mankind. And we're going to talk about that a little bit so you know how to handle it. Especially you all who are in relationships and want to get into relationships. You want to be married, all that kind of stuff. I'm going to deal with that today so that you understand how to handle this thing, okay? Because it can get ugly on you in a heartbeat. Some of you all in here know love can get ugly quick, can't you? Uh-huh. Yeah, boy. All right. Phileo. That's where we get the term Philadelphia. And that's called the city of brotherly love. And that love is between close friends. You know, that's like the, the kids have in school. It's like Duke and, 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 and Jordan. They, they are friends. You know, they got that friendship together. They, they go out on, on trips together. Duke even has invited himself to be my son. So I said, okay, uh, now you're moving to a different type of love, which is Storge. All right, so he's a family member now. So he told me, I, he said, you, you, he, I was out, was out on a trip this, this, this summer. And he told me, and he said, he was saying something. He said, Dad, Janae looked, and I looked, and I was like, what, what? <laughs> well, well, you said I can part of the family, right? So I can call you Dad. I said, well, okay, Duke. <laughs> it only come from you. So uh, 
I, I guess it's just adopted into the family now. So, so uh, that's another son that I've got that come from nowhere. But anyway, and then there's the erotic love. That's the sexual love. That's, a, that's exotic. That's the type of love that, that really, you really got to watch because this is destructive. It can be ugly. It's designed for marriage because you ought to be able to have that erotic feeling with your wife, you know, it, it, that sexual arousal with your wife or with your, with your husband. But so many times we take it out of position where it is and put it into a relationship that's unprotected. Unprotected. No covenant. No agreement with God. And you're wide open to soul ties and to devilish mishap. Mm -hmm. And you think that you can control this type of love. And baby, it is too powerful for you to control. That's why God said, you can't do this. I forbid it. You can only do this when you are committed Married, you have come before me, and I have joined it together. And what I've joined together, let no man put it asunder. Why? Because this thing is too powerful for you to play with. And most people play with love. That's why some men go into a relationship, and they, they look at your body because you've been advertising. Any person in business knows that you advertise to do what? To get business. So when you dress inappropriately and you're trying to get some attention, baby, guess what? You are advertising. Mm-hmm. I know you don't like me saying this. I can look at some of y'all faces, so I'm just going to preach to the cross, okay? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You dress like you want to be addressed. Yeah, boy. Mm-hmm. And you want to look sexy. That's all he's going to see is sex. Mm-hmm. That's all that's on your mind. Well, that's all you put on my mind. Uh-huh. And and the brother ain't he ain't saved. Well, and there's some who I is say who I say who come to church just to look for you. I'm gonna tell you the truth. First ministry most single men want is the parking lot. They get first deal. They see you before anybody else do. You know where to find them, and they know where to find you. I know y'all don't like this kind of stuff, but I'm telling you the truth, okay? Somebody messed up last week when they told me, Pastor, I like your teacher because you tell the truth. Well, it is. <laughs> My question is, can you handle the truth? And see, a lot of stuff is not you. It's a spirit that's controlling you. So many times you, don't underest- you underestimate the power of the spiritual realm. There's a real devil out there. And sometimes he gets in your thoughts. And because you're lonely, God said it wasn't good. Guess what? You come to church, talk to God about it. But you dress like. Now, you ain't all by yourself because there's a men who do the same thing. You can smell them a mile away. They don't realize that they've overdone it with the cologne. <laughs> They're just putting a scent out there. I guess to catch you in heat. I don't know. Yeah, buddy, it's pretty quiet today, ain't it? Mm-hmm. We got to clear our motives when we come to God's house. We come for him, not for ourselves. <laughs> Not to be chosen. We've been chosen. We've been chosen by him. We are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood. We're peculiar in everything that we do. Amen? Oh, boy. Go on with the message, Pastor. You don't hit this hard enough. Okay. All right. Let's go to the next one so that you won't be in here too long. There's a lot I want to give you today. Well, in every relationship, what have you planned on how you're going to handle it when things go bad? Because in every relationship, they will go bad. Friends fight each other. There are friends who will fight each other. They will get into it with themselves. Married people fight each other. Family folks fight each other. What are your plans when things go bad? How are you going to handle it? Because in a good relationship, bad, uh, within a relationship, things that go, they can go bad real ugly, start falling apart. And next thing you know, you're living a nightmare. 
Well, that is not good. You need to be instructed on how to handle God's word when things go south. When things go bad, you've got to go back to God, who's the originator of all types of love, who is love. God said he is love. So you've got to go back to God to see how you handle yourself when you find yourself in love. My relationship with my son, I was talking to my son about a situation that I realized he had given himself over to love, and I can tell by his tone he didn't want to talk about it. So you know what I did? I bagged up. Love will teach you. I'll let you have it. I'm not going to argue with you about this one. You don't have to put your God up against me because I love you unconditionally. So if I love you unconditionally, I will let you be you and trust God to rescue you. Because I see where you're headed. You're going to need a rescuer. You're going to need a savior. Uh-huh. Yeah, buddy. So when you're in this situation, here's the scripture verse that I want everybody to remember. Proverbs 4.23. Guard your heart above all else. All your the googly googly feelings you get. All the little wiggly wiggly and the tingly tingly. You better guard your heart. Of all your desires, guard your heart above all else, for it determines the course of your life. That feeling, that love that's bound up in your heart, inside of you, and watch, if that heart turns on you, it can mess up some stuff really quick and really fast. So God said, guard your heart. When you look at that word in the Greek, it means guard your affections, your emotions, those tender feelings that you have. And most women, have, they are more sensitive. Now, men, we have tender feelings too, but we try to hide them. We don't want you to know it. We don't want you to know that we can be hurt. We have this tough exterior, but inside is that little boy who will take his ball and run home. We handle it different from you do. Okay? So above all this, guard your heart, for it determines the issues or the course of your life. Amen? All right. So here we go. Today, we're going to deal with not only living single, but I want to talk to the single people and to the married people at the same time. Maybe a little difficult, but I want to help you, okay? Because single people always, they want to get married. You know, they're tired of being alone. Well, let me tell you this. If you're single or married, this is going to help you out. It's going to bless you. The best advice of marriage and living single was given by two single men. Two single men gave you the advice on marriage. And living a single life. Uh-huh. One of them was our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. And the other one was Paul the Apostle. And both of them, and Paul said, I got my information from Jesus. All right? Because this thing had gotten him at some point, And he said, you know what? Let me tell you what God said. Because what I say, you know, I got a right to speak on it. I got a little wisdom from God. But it definitely came from God. And he wanted to tell us about the married life and being single. So, if you're single... You're in the best possible position to decide about marriage. There was a woman once said, she never knew how, ha- how much happiness was until she got married. And then she found out it was too late. <laughs> she was all in. It went over some of y'all head, didn't it? <laughs> she didn't know what the single life was or how happy it was, what happiness was until she got married. And she got married, she missed the single life. That's bad, ain't it? You really understand happiness. <laughs> now that you're bound, <laughs> you're in it. You can't quit it. Amen. All right, so here we go. Are you ready for this? Are you ready? I'm going to tell you what's God's best now. I want you to hear from Scripture, not my opinion, but what God has to say. 1 Corinthians chapter 7, verse 25 through 28, from the New Living Translation. Now, regarding your question about the young women who are not yet married, the men got together going to ask questions. All right, here we go. I don't have a commandment from the Lord for them, but the Lord in his mercy has given me wisdom that I can be trusted, that can be trusted. And I'll share that with you. Okay? So I'm getting ready to share it to you what they asked Paul that he had to go to the Lord to get. So you see how many hands he's changed through? 
The point is, I'm not giving you my opinion. I'm not giving you Paul's opinion. I'm giving you what Jesus said. Now, are you ready to handle what the Lord says? Y'all ready? Just two people on this side, one on this side. All right. How many single people we have in here? Raise your hands. All right. How many married people in here? Raise your hands. Oh, it's 50 50. Yeah, buddy. We're going to learn some stuff today. All right. Are y'all ready? I didn't hear everybody say, come on, bitch, don't be scared. Don't be scared. It's the truth. You do read your Bible every now and then. All right, here we go. The way things are today, this is what Paul said. Because of the present crisis, and this, we are in a crisis right now, I think it's best to remain as you are. <laughs> One single person said, yeah. Yeah, all right. I think it's best that you remain as you are. If you have a wife, don't seek to end the marriage. Stop looking for ways to get out. If you're married, Paul said, in this day and time, it's best for you to stay in it. (laughs) This is God talking. Because of the way things are today, if you're married, you best to stay in it. Because you don't start getting your groove on, and if you get out of that marriage, they don't tell them what the devil going to get you to do. You got some protection by staying in your marriage. You think it's hard staying in the marriage. You try to get out. Your flesh ain't nothing to play with. Some of you act a fool in the marriage. What do you think you're going to do when you get free? Woo-wee. Mm-hmm. Paul said, best if you stay there. <laughs> All right? And if you don't have a wife, don't seek to get one. <laughs> All right, now don't laugh, man. Get your head straight. Don't laugh too hard, too loud. <laughs> I didn't know that was in Scripture. <laughs> yeah, if you don't have one, leave them alone. Uh-uh. Now, now, hold on. Let me finish the Scriptures for y'all. y'all. Y'all start taking your engagement rings back and stuff like that. Just hold on. Let me hold on. Because not everybody, and we'll talk about it later on, not this, this Sunday, but, but everybody don't have the gifts. <laughs> I need my wife. <laughs> everybody don't have the gifts. Some of y'all got the gift. Okay, cool. But everybody don't have the gift, all right? And we'll talk about what the gift is later. All right, watch this. If you do, it's on you. Whatever you decide to do, it's on you. He said, but if you do get married... It's not a sin, so keep the engagement rings on. If you do get married, it's not a sin. It's not wrong, okay? That means that you, you take matter to your own hands, and you still want to do it, and that's okay. It's not a sin. And if a young woman gets married, it's not a sin. He was talking to the men and said, if a young woman gets married, it's not a sin. I told y'all to leave it alone, but since you're going to do it, that's all right. You had sin yet. The marriage is not a sin, but now you got to watch it. Watch what he says. However, those who get married at this time, this is what all the world's going through now, all this stuff going on, all the infidelity, all the stupidity, all the stuff that's going on. However, those who get married at this time will have trouble. And I'm trying to spare you of these problems. Y'all didn't know that was in Scripture, did you? He said, you sing, just learn to love the Lord and do the work of the ministry because the time is winding down and you need to be busy about kingdom work and trying to get you a mate. You want to get you something for the Lord come back. That's the bottom line. And he said, he ain't worried about all that. Let it sink in before we go. <laughs> I heard that one too, but I tried to pass by, but y'all, anyway. You know, I, I, I want to help you now. So I'm not up here telling you you can't get married. I'm not saying that. I'm saying that there's going to be some problems in it. It ain't what we show you, okay? Uh, my wife and I, we try to put our best foot forward, especially when we come to church. <laughs> y- y'all don't never know, hey, when we come to church, we got it. Sure, give me a high five. We got it going on in church. All right? 
Quit laughing so hard now. <laughs> but when I let my hair down, what's left of it, you know, you, 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 you have some issues on your hand because I ain't always Pastor King. Sometimes Calvin step up, and, you know, and I can get mad. I get upset about some crazy stuff, and y'all don't never see that. She see it. That's why marriage protects you. You know, she see the ugly side of me, and she had to deal with me, and y'all don't. Y'all, y'all see somebody who, who, who laughs, who talks, who, who's kind, and, and she see a different side of me that you had never saw, and I hope you don't never see. I'm not always pastor. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. And she has to deal with me because she promised that she's going to stick with me. She made a promise to God for better or for worse. And it get worse sometimes. And I know she won't want to leave me. But I refuse <laughs> to let you go. If I have to beg and plead for your sympathy, I don't mind because you mean that much to me. Yes, sir. Oh, no. <laughs> so I, I, I know, I know what I've got in here. I wanted a woman, I didn't tell her this when I met her, but I wanted a woman, I told you that, to be faithful to me. I didn't say I was going to be faithful to her. I don't know what she wanted out of the relationship. Because <laughs> faithfulness, I wasn't. But I wanted somebody faithful because I wasn't faithful. And I don't know what she wanted. I hope she got it. She ain't said nothing about it. But, you know, <laughs> it is. So I got what I want. I got a faithful woman. And I'm so happy that, that I, I believe she'll be with me through thick and thin. I believe if you try to put me down, she's going to pick me up. So I ain't going to let nobody mess with my good thing. I cherish her, and I do what I can for her. Amen? Amen. Now, I ain't, I ain't always liked her, but I've loved her because I've been patient, and I've been kind, and I'm not envious of her, and I'm not jealous, and I'm boastful. I'm not vain glorious. I don't seek my own when it comes to her. I seek what's best for her. That's a demonstration of what I have inside of me, of this love that I have for her. I can't tell her. I say, baby, I love you. Mm -hmm, I love you too. But when I begin to demonstrate to her, it speaks louder than words. You can't just tell your wife that you love her. It has to be demonstrated. Sure that you're patient. Sure that you're kind. Single men, stop telling a woman you love her because I'm going to show you something today that's going to, you got to stop talking out of both sides of your mouth. Mm -hmm. You say you love her, but you don't demonstrate it. If you love her, you tell her your issues before she get mad to you. Stop covering up. You don't tell her what's wrong with you until you get married. And now she's stuck with you. Now, now, friendship gives you a chance to spy out the land. Uh, I didn't say sample the fruit. <laughs> Just spy out the land. Uh, some of you want to get the fruit. No, ain't time for that. All right? You know what I'm talking about. Because kids in here ain't going to say too much about it. All right, watch this. Here we go. But here are the dangers in relationships. So I need to tell you about that. Okay? All right. When your expectations are not met, it's one of the dangers. When you don't get what you expect out of it, your heart can take a shift on you. The Bible says that what you're hoping for, hope deferred, makes a heart sick. When you don't get what you want, you have a tendency to be sick about it. And that can mess you up. Then you go to forcing somebody to be with you or to love you. You cannot make nobody love you. 
you, it's too powerful for you to force. You can't force this. You cannot. You can't make nobody love you. They have a choice. It's a choice given by God, and they have to give that love to you. They have to trust you enough to let that love loose. There was a one saying that if you love something, set it free. And if it was yours, it'll come back to you. If you really love him, he wouldn't let it go. If you wouldn't love him, release it. If he come back, then he's yours or she's yours. If they don't, it was never meant to be. Stop trying to hold on to something that's dead. If it's dead, it ought to be buried. When you think that marriage will solve all your problems, Baby, marriage has enough problems of its own. And you're going to get married, so this is going to solve my problem. I got him. I got her. Really? You don't know what you got. Marriage is not going to solve all your It might solve a few of your problems. You may can do that legally now. Yes. But there's going to be some other stuff that's going to bring that to a halt. Mm-hmm. You got a house. She don't have a home. <laughs> Better watch it. All right. Another dangerous relationship is when you have been hurt. You need to be careful because hurting people can hurt people. Because you've been hurt, you find somebody else, and because you're trying to get over your hurt, you hurt them. You get into a relationship because you've been hurt. You just need somebody to be there for you, somebody you can lay your head on their shoulder because you've been hurt so bad. And now you bring that hurt with you into this relationship, and this person just happened to be there for you, and you ain't telling them how bad she hurt you, how bad she dogged you out, or how bad he did you. That you always say, I never trust another man. Well, why you got your head on my shoulder? <laughs> Tell me the truth. You hurt, and you don't trust nobody. So now I know what I'm dealing with. No, you just get into a relationship, just love on me. Well, I just want to squeeze you in your mind. You're squeezing somebody else. Really? That messes up some stuff. Get into another relationship too soon. That's in danger, Okay. Sometimes people get into a relationship, new relationship, to make up for the evil that was done to them in the previous relationship. You in it just because somebody hurt you. You just want to get into another relationship, see if this is going to be different. Let me tell you this, and I put that out there. God never tried to replace Adam. Their relationship went south. Adam chose to disobey God. He chose to step away from God. He chose to love another. Adam did not try to replace Adam. I mean, God did not try to replace Adam. Watch this. Let me show you. In Genesis 3 and 21, the King James Version. Unto Adam, also to his wife, did the Lord God make coats of skin and clothe them. You, want, you see what he's doing? Adam, you don't want to be with me. And I'm okay with that. I'm a gentleman. I'm going to give you what you need to survive. Yeah, you got to go. But I'm going to give you what you need to survive. He wasn't vindictive. Remember, he is love. So where's the best time to demonstrate love? When somebody don't want you. And they've proven that they don't want you. Bless them. Take your stuff, baby. Oh, what's that stuff? Okay. You can go. I ain't mad at you. I ain't trying to take nothing from you. I want to see you blessed. You hear this? God's demonstrating to you love, but we missed it. We never read the scriptures. Watch this. Then the Lord God said, look, human beings have become like us, knowing good and evil. If they reach out, take fruit from the tree of life and eat it, they will live forever in a fallen state. We can't let that happen. We love man. We love this creation. And if we don't do something, they're going to forever be condemned. They'll never make it. 
Most of us get in a relationship, if it don't go the way we want, we want to take everything and put you out because we want to see you fall. We want to see your demise. We want to see you hurt. We don't want you to make it without us. That ain't God. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. So if you're going to divorce him or her, do it the way God did. God created you in his image and his likeness. He created you to act like him. This is how he acts in a situation. When somebody don't want you, you bless them. So now they're in a situation that God says, you know what, I've got to do something to protect them because they get back to this point and they eat from this tree of life, they're going to forever remain in that situation. They're going to always be broken. So what I've got to do, so the Lord God banished them from the Garden of Eden and he sent Adam out to cultivate the ground for which he had been made. After sending them out, the Lord God sanctioned mighty cherubs to the east of the Garden of Eden and placed a flaming sword that flashed back and forth to guard the way to the tree of life. He was trying to protect them. Don't you come back in here. Don't you do that. They will kill you and kill you dead. Why? He loved them so much, he didn't want them to remain in the situation because God had a plan to restore and bring them back to him. Do you have a plan to restore your husband? Do you have a plan to restore your wife? No, they go. <laughs> Woo! See you. It's not God. Oh, well. Somebody want to check and see what that was? All right. So what I'm trying to show you is that you got to, and look, and this is a message in here for young folks, too. Young folks, and I know y'all think y'all grown. You're growing. You're not grown. But just like Adam, God knew when it was time for him to put him out. To banish him? When you start to set your own rules in your parents' house, it's time for you to go. Yeah, when you start setting your own rules, they say you need to be here at this time. You say, no, I'm going to come at this time. It's time for you to pack your bags. It's time for you to go. Mm-hmm. You didn't hear that, did you? Most of young folks didn't hear that. They ain't heard nothing. That's all right. Mom and daddy heard it. When you start trying to set your rules in my house, it's time for you to leave. And parents, y'all need to help them out. Mm-hmm. So now, we see how God handled himself and how God does things. Now he tells us that you need to watch your step because this love is so powerful you don't know how to handle it. You refuse to do it the way I say do it, but you need to watch your step. Okay? Now, Proverbs chapter 4, verse 23 from the message translation. Keep vigilant watch over your heart. That's where life starts. And he was talking to his son. So, man, listen up. Don't talk out of both sides of your mouth. Stop telling him, I love you. I really do. Yeah, I really love you. I love you. I really do. Really? You told two women the same thing. You're saying you love her. And you love her. Trying to love too. So ain't easy to do. Mm-hmm. And for those who are in here who are trying it, I'm telling you, you are messed up. You're talking out of both sides of your mouth, and you're going to get caught up. <laughs> All the women saying amen. <laughs> you're going to get caught. Listen, listen. There are some things. I can't say this. All right. That long. My wife told me, she said, you're so predictable. What do you mean I'm predictable? If I come home with some socks, she's looking at something wrong. You ain't never bought no socks since we've been married. Why are you buying something now? What's going on? See, sometimes men, we do stuff and don't even know we're doing it. You turn off on yourself. She told me, she said, she found something in the house. I said, how'd you find it? She said, you can't hide nothing in my house. <laughs> I thought I could. I thought, oh, oh, most women clapping, most men looking like, huh? I wonder if she found it already. Go look for it. She already knows. She just hadn't told you she found it. They know where to look. I mean, you, you hide stuff so good, so well, but 
They're devilish. <laughs> they get tapped in some kind of way, and they, they find stuff that you didn't hear. So, you know, I'm just telling you. All right, I'm going to leave that one alone. All right, here we go. <laughs> so don't talk out of both sides of the mouth. Avoid careless banter. I looked that word up, and this word right here is, in the, is, is where I looked up the meaning for those words. So uh, there you go. Look out for that teasing, joking, that flirtatious spirit that you have. You can't be married and still flirt. You get trapped like that. <laughs> I grew up in the country. That dog would always run out of the car, just run off like he just, boy, he just up all four feet. He just go, roo, 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 roo. What are you going to do when he catch you? You put all that effort and all that energy, and you just gone. I mean, the car just going at, at 20, 30, 40 miles an hour, and you just at it. You're about to catch up with it. Think through this, dog. <laughs> Think through it. What you going to do when you catch it? What's up, dog? What you going to do when you get her? You're a married man. What you going to do when you get her? You know what your problem? You need to go to obedience school. You need to be taught some discipline. Mm -hmm. Stop your white lies. You know them lies that ain't just the truth. I tell my daughter all the time, a half truth is a whole lie. I, I really wasn't with the board. I was at, you know, I was at, no, you lying. Tell the truth. All right? I know, Pastor, I tell you, man, we might well then stop doing stuff that you don't. Anyway, all right. Gossip. Keep your eyes straight ahead. Ignore all sideshow distractions. Brothers, watch out for the sideshow distractions. You with your, you got your wife. Mm. Yeah, 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 baby. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. Uh, 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 ooh, yeah. <laughs> Y'all don't see it, but I'm looking at her, and I got my eyes on somebody in the back, and she stuck her finger like, I'm going to put your eyes out. Yeah. You got to watch that. Everything that glitters, dude, it ain't gold. That's a thing called fool's gold. You think how she look good, she got it all together. She ain't got it all together. She's covering up a lot of stuff that you don't see. And so you just like that old cow. You want to go across the road and get some greener grass. Mm -hmm. I do irrigation. <laughs> I put your system in so that you can have grass on your side green. <laughs> you ain't got a risk going across that road. You can get hit by a car. <laughs> and she might be driving it. <laughs> mm -hmm. So ignore all the sideshow distractions. Get rid of all that crazy. That's foolishness. You got your woman. You chose her. Now love the one you're with. Watch your step. And the road will stretch out smooth before you. Watch your step. Keep your eyes focused on God. And God's going to make everything work together for your good. Neither look to the right nor to the left. Leave evil in his dust. Run. Get away. Flee as in terror. The better she looks, the faster you run. I'm telling you the truth. You might not want to hear it. When a man gets sidetracked, a woman can get derailed. You don't want a derailed woman on your hands. Mm-mm. When a man gets sidetracked, and he don't realize, I told you last week, it's no fun when the rabbit gets gone. When a man prizes her to destroy, man, we turn into the biggest little wimp that you ever want to see. We're going to run and get mama. We're going to tell mama how she's been, how bad she's been, how this and that. I remember when I got hurt, I would tell him I did everything. Tell him I did everything. And she couldn't do nothing but said, that, baby, it's all right. You want some breakfast? You want to do this? You want to do that? No, I can't eat. <laughs> Toe up from the floor up. They won't nobody know it. Nobody know it but mama. My dear, little boys, we run back home. 
We can't handle much. We say the woman is a weaker vessel. When you can't have things your way, I want to see how you act. Mm -hmm. That's why men, when we get mad at our, our wives or our, our girlfriend, or whatever, we want to take everything back. Who does that? Men, little boys, little boys. You watch a boy at a play box or a toy box, and he's going to snatch the toy and get it. And if you can't get it, if he can't play with it, he'll get it. He'll throw it down the floor and break it. Ain't neither one of us playing with it now. I take the whooping. That little boy syndrome. But when a woman gets derailed, she becomes scorned. I tried to find the definition of scorn. Let me help you out so that you'll know. I got two definitions up here. Here we go. Well, let's keep going. Contempt or disdain felt towards a person or object considered despicable and unworthy. When a woman gets to the point that she feels that you're unworthy of her love and her trust. You got something on your hands. This is from the Urban de Definition. A woman rejected in love can be very angry and what? Dangerous. Hell has no fury like a woman scorned. There's nothing as unpleasant as a woman who has been offended or whose love has not been returned. Men set up straight. You, <laughs> you're putting yourself in a bad, bad situation when you do it. Now, listen to me good. We, 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 I'm, I'm joking about it. I'm laughing about it. And, and, but when it happens, you got something on your hand. A woman scorned is a woman who has been forced by a man to put her emotions aside. She's an emotional creature. And when she is forced, and you've hurt her so bad, she picks those emotions and she put them somewhere else, not even in her nowhere. She becomes insensitive to her feelings. At that point, she's not the woman that you married. We call it in the world temporary insanity. You, love is too powerful for you to play with somebody's emotions. You can't do that. If you love them, then love them. If you don't love them, then get away. Let the person go. Love is too powerful for you to play with. Don't play with people. Stop playing with people's hearts. You can't do that. Yeah, look at y'all. Most women just think. <laughs> now, women, you got to learn to forgive. And, and you know why you don't want to forgive? Because it wipes the slate clean. If that man repented to God and asked you to forgive he just committed the most powerful act known to mankind. He has gotten forgiveness for all the dirt that he did to you. And God requires you to let it go. Now that's hurtful to you because it looks like he's getting off free. But see, that same thin line that he broke, God could put it back together. And, 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 and start you to loving again. The problem is you have forced yourself to stop loving. You have begun, you've, you've gotten scorned and put your emotions aside because you forced yourself to hate him. And God says that because of what he has done and come to me, I have forgiven him of his sins and his faults. Well, God, I can't love him no more. God said, the love of God has been shed abroad in your heart by the Holy Ghost. Yes, you can. You can keep loving him. Now, you ain't got to be with him. But you can keep loving him. 
Pastor, how do love is patient? Love is kind. Love is not envious. It's not jealous. Not seek his own. So you can love him and not want to kill him. No, baby, it's five o'clock in the morning. When you get here, your clothes are outside the door. <laughs> Remember what I just taught you in Genesis? The Bible says if he's not happy to be with you, then let him depart. And when the planners put this, they saw this, I don't think they were, this, this dude was married. I think he was just shacking. So it's easy to get rid of that. He shouldn't have a key. That's why he was knocking on the door. He wasn't even married to her. If he was married, he would have had a key. So he didn't have a key. He was knocking on the door. And she opened up the door and let him in. No, don't let him in. You know what you're going to do. Some of y'all be sitting up there and y'all be planning this stuff. You know you're wrong when you start thinking evil like that. Pull yourself back. Guard your heart. Every issue of life. Some of y'all, Mary Winkler went as far as thought about it. Mm-hmm. If I do this, if I do that, yeah. Uh-huh. I'm going to get this attorney. Yep. Uh-huh. Yep. And I, when I get out a year later, I have my kids back. Yep. And I'm going on with life. The devil will help you to think through this. you got to be wise enough to know when your heart is taking a shift. Pull yourself back. Don't let the devil play with your mind like that. Yeah, he heard you. Yeah, you want to get him back. But you can't. Vengeance is mine, said the Lord. I will repay him. You let him go, and I will deal with him. You're the apple of my eye. You can't get vengeance. You can't do it. I don't care how many shows you've seen. You can't do this. And she was really crazy. She was crazy. And the first thing, brother, man, this dude, this brought crazy. No, you ran her crazy. And then you don't know what happened. You don't know what happened. Just looking at, oh, I didn't do nothing. I didn't do nothing at all. And I don't care how thin you slice the bread. It has two sides. Men ain't going to never tell what they did wrong. Oh, we're going to tell man, that, that broad crazy. And the way you're acting, every man going to believe you. And you're going to be lonely. Because ain't nobody going to want to be with you. Nobody want to mess with sister after she got through with him. <laughs> no, sir. You're going to put a brick through his window. You're going to confront him, mama. Mama was going to take you out. Mm-hmm. You better learn to respect the power of love. Everybody has body hair. Thank you for listening to Repairs of the Breach Ministries podcast. If you would like to learn more about our ministry, please visit us at rotbchurch.com. If you would like to be a blessing to us, please visit the website and select the donations link. Again, thank you for listening and have a blessed day.